Welcome to Bridging Chicago, a podcast that aims to connect our listeners to Chicago's business, community, cultural, and charity leaders. Brought to you by SATC Solution Center, L3C. Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of Bridging Chicago. I'm Savannah, and sitting with me today, we've got Betsy Marsala. Betsy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Savannah. Yeah, so um, we're pretty much going to jump right in. Betsy is um, currently an organizer for Neat Method Chicago, and we're going to get into what that means and uh, how she's moving forward with that in a second. But... um, So I was looking over your bio, and um, you're actually one of the first people we've had this season who did not grow up in the Chicago area. I saw that you um, you grew up in North Carolina, and you lived in five different states before you got to Chicago. Yes. So uh, what area in North Carolina are you from? Wilmington. Okay. So uh, if anyone's seen Dawson's Creek or grew up on One Tree Hill, oh, you've yes. already been to Wilmington. Yeah, that's I went to um, <laughs> Appalachian State for undergrad. No way. So, yeah. Yes. North Carolina, it has my heart. I just love it and miss it and yeah, yeah grew up there. <laughs> yeah. So did you go to college in North Carolina or? No, we moved around a lot. Okay. And then I went to high school in Arizona and then got a scholarship to go to Stevens College in Columbia, Missouri. Okay. So got back to the Midwest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and fell in love with, with the Midwest and knew I wanted to at least start the next chapter after mm-hmm. college um, somewhere in the Midwest, yeah. and I came to Chicago for an audition, okay. and just on a gut check, yeah. um, I, I realized I want to live here. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do, <laughs> but I'll figure it out, and sure enough, um, yeah, I made that happen, and it's just been the right fit, and I've yeah. been here eight years. Great. So you like Chicago? I love it. Here for a while. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love Chicago, too. Um, so what... So you're auditioning, so I guess you do a lot of, like, theater and improv stuff. I saw that you do some, like, comedy writing and stuff. Yes. I always tell people, as a creative person, you Mm -hmm. have to do a lot to keep that a priority in your life. Mm -hmm. You're not always paid. Mm, You're hardly paid for it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's not why you do it. But I graduated with a degree in uh, my BFA is in theater arts. And... Yeah, I wanted to be an actor, and as I was starting to do that, I just recognized that the lifestyle is very different from what I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I started looking at to uh, into like what could I do that I still love. That's been my goal. Right. I want to make a living doing something that I love and that is in my skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly through trial and error that led me to where I am now I have had the most random jobs but they've all taught me something I think I've had 14 jobs oh my gosh that led me to here what were some (laughs) of your like um I don't know just like what were some of the most interesting ones that you had leading up to there yeah cleaning toilets just Um, specifically yeah I was like (laughs) well it wasn't what I was hired to do which seems to be a pattern where Uh I don't fully like hold <laughs> my interviewer to like what is sure. the job description um well, it can and be so difficult to like tell your boss like no actually I think my job was this other thing yeah 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 I was hired as a liaison for um a large theater company <laughs> downtown um and that inc- included checking like 
operations and maintenance of mm, the facilities. And you really ended which up on much more of the main. Ended up on the maintenance because I was like the only one. I love lists and I love being organized, obviously. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I have to check through all these boxes, and that included make sure making sure all the. 200 to 300 toilets in all the various theaters that this company owns were working. So I had to like flush, flush each one. And I was like, I went to college and this is <laughs> how I'm making yeah. my parents proud. <laughs> um, but liaison at least sounds, <clears throat> you don't have to tell people what you were doing. Yeah. But I look back on that. I hated that job yeah. mostly because I didn't see anybody except a couple cockroaches, Ugh, yeah. um, which got lonely. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but I didn't have a smartphone. And so being oh, a messenger, no. you know, and, and going around to all the theaters and delivering mail made mm-hmm. me get to know the city so quickly. Oh, yeah. That is um, a good, like, first intro into yeah. the city. Just, like, wander around, be kind of lost. <laughs> yeah, and I have friends now that are like, oh, I've been here 15 years and I've never... You know, I, I couldn't tell you how to get around downtown. And oh I was like, gosh. wow, that job really educated me in a way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's kind yeah. of fun to look back on. But I did everything. I nannied. I was a personal assistant. Um, I, yeah, obviously got paid to, to do some children's theater and, mm-hmm. and acting gigs, which I loved. Um, I had my own business for a while, and that was fun. Um yeah, there's the ones that stick yeah, out. Yeah, I've got a lot of theater friends that it's sort of just like lots of nannying, lots of trying yeah. to find something that can you can still go on audition, still like, but you need to get paid. Like, yeah, take and work around your uh, rehearsal schedules right. and stuff like that. Right. So I worked at Barnes and Noble. That was a fun oh, job. I have a friend who worked there for like I think he said like 15 years or something. He yeah, liked it a lot. It's a great place. <laughs> great place. Yeah, and so um, now you're at NEAT. So first, tell me what exactly that is and what you do there. Great. I've been there four years. I am a lead independent contractor for them. Mm -hmm. And what that means is um, I go in (laughs) and organize um, a space in a – it's a luxury home organizing business. So I'll go home or go to a client's home um, and say they want their kitchen done. Um, Mm -hmm. We will – pull everything out, we'll assess the categories, and literally implement a system um, start to finish in, you know, one day. Um, And it is so satisfying. It was the first job I had been in as an adult where I saw the fruits of my labor quickly. So, like, with nannying, I loved it. But you don't always, because you're there every day, and maybe if there are any parents listening, I imagine this is what it's like. You kind of don't see the progress because it's so gradual. Yeah. Um, whereas my niece and nephew live in Arizona. And so yeah. obviously I see all the change with right. them because I see them every six months mm-hmm. or something. Um, and so it's very satisfying to see a true transformation. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> from start to finish. And plus the clients are just so appreciative um, because it's hard to organize your own things everyone's yes in some way connected to it (laughs) yeah so to have that outside eye and sort of a non-bias or third party come in Mm -hmm. um, and really see the problem areas and help address them I find really rewarding (laughs) yeah how is this something like how did you find me like how did you realize that like organizing could be a job and that it was something you could be that you were good at great question i didn't know it was a job i have a friend who actually is one of my coworkers. Mm-hmm. still um i met her through church and she 
is running the North Shore um, Neat Method franchise. Um, but she and I were on a road trip one day, and she mm-hmm. goes, oh, I, I'm, I've got this cool job. I'm working um, doing an unpack for Neat Method, and we need a couple more organizers. You know, are, would you be available? And I was like, wait. I could get paid to organize. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I'm there, and was on the job, and immediately just fell in love with it. I, I again, I just didn't know that was a job out mm-hmm. there. Um, it's since that was four years ago. Yeah, it's definitely been increasing in exposure. Yeah. Um, the industry of organizing sure. that is, um, organizing has been around since the dawn of time. But well, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think Neat Method has been really good at branding it and sharing the potential of how having a system in your home, um, not just having cute baskets, but how having someone think through how you use your space, what your needs are, because it's different. It's custom Mm -hmm. for every household. And so that's where we come in and specialize in um, implementing that for people. Yeah. Is there like training involved for that or is it just like you're an organized person you could probably (laughs) figure this out yes so neat method was very small when i started Mm -hmm. um and so i got trained really quickly um because i had to and our team was like Like, i said still growing exactly yeah but right now i would say yeah if you start with neat method depends on how many projects you get put on but Mm -hmm. training would be anywhere from, I don't know, four to six months because you're doing different spaces. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I could train someone on a kitchen, but then we go do a a master closet and that's a little bit different. Um, But same idea and same principles that we're after. Mm -hmm. And so like, is everything you do, you like walk in and in one day you just like reorganize their room or what's the like typical like timeline for a reorganization or yeah we will do a consult I actually just had one today um so we go and see the space ahead of time just to kind of know what the needs are um if there's anything particular like if we're doing a kitchen and you know all the kids have allergies to to nuts we don't want to put that on a low (laughs) pantry shelf just little things that I think make a difference Mm -hmm. um then after the consult, yeah, we follow up with uh, just an outline of, hey, here are the services you know we could provide for you, and the, the mm-hmm. client signs on to it. We make a date, and then we go in and and do the space. Okay. We it really only takes multiple days if we're doing multiple spaces in sure. the house, but most people, it's like okay, we're going to address their problem area, which is usually a kitchen or a master closet, yeah, or something that they're facing every single day yeah. just need, just need it to be more functional sure yeah. so how many spaces on like an average month are you like oh <laughs> I don't know actually really? yeah it just it all blurs together <laughs> yeah and I would imagine it's something that like fluctuates why like wildly since you're just yes you know, getting new clients all the time and yes just whenever they need to is there like a season that's like so, you know, everyone does like spring cleaning. And so like suddenly, like in April, you're like flooded with like, reorganizations <laughs> or something. So in the city, as we all know, mm-hmm. space is limited. Yeah. So I do get a lot of requests for seasonal swaps. It's what we call them. So if, if oh. you don't have the space, um, if you have a big wardrobe and you don't mm-hmm. have the space to store all year round clothing, mm-hmm. you know, in Chicago, we all mm-hmm. have 18 million jackets mm-hmm. <laughs> just for the spring. Um, then, you know, we have to find 
a separate storage for that, whether that's mm-hmm. under the bed or in a storage unit or whatever. Um, I would say those summers are pretty busy because we do a lot of moves. Yeah. Um, meaning we'll unpack. And gosh, two weeks ago, I had a client just moved, walked in at 8 a.m. I walked in at 8 a.m. Her whole apartment's in boxes. She came home at 6. Everything was put away. Oh, my God. And yeah. I just thought, how how amazing would that be to be that client and walk home? Yeah, well, that's what, as soon as you settled. said you were doing an unpack, I was like, I think I need to hire these people the next time I move. <laughs> because I, I, I moved, like, over a year ago, and I still just have a couple of boxes sitting in my apartment. It's that hard. I not unpacked because, yeah, like, moving is so stressful, and it's like you have to unpack everything. It would be so nice to just come home and be like, oh, my gosh everything's unpacked right to do anything else and what worked in your previous residence might not work in your new space yeah so you know how you had your kitchen set up probably doesn't work in the new kitchen and so to have someone rethink that and know the products that are going to work well has been really valuable to to uh contribute for people yeah I'm sure so what is your favorite kind of space to reorganize it's funny it just changed my least favorite (laughs) used to be a kitchen and now I think it's probably my favorite tied with it's always been an office I love really I love 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 offices probably because I love to work (laughs) what is it about those spaces that is it just like it's because they need to function well Mm -hmm. and to me I I'm pretty sensible, and so I like just a well-oiled machine. Yeah. I don't like when things are set up illogically. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked in. Um, I had one client, and this reminded me of like why we have jobs. Yeah. Um, a client, she was lovely, and she goes, okay, so we just moved, and here are the cabinets I want you to tackle in the kitchen. Um, and, and then here's the cabinet I did, and it was her coffee cups. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this is so great. Um, but where's your coffee maker? And she was like, oh, it's um, in the other room. And so in my head, I'm thinking, how annoying would that be? Yeah, to be like walking all to, over your house yeah, just in to your make every a cup day. of coffee yeah, and every day. <laughs> yeah, and so I said, you know, why don't we move it um, and give you a little coffee valet yeah (laughs) um where your machine is and she I mean it looked like I just blew her mind and it's just this (laughs) little switch that now every morning she makes coffee it's a one or two step process she's got her cups right there yeah I think it takes sometimes like someone else to like step in because you could just be like oh this is obviously where my cups go and not right think about it at all and you know when you're unloading the dishwasher like just to have your everyday dish dishes close to the dishwasher eliminates that extra step and so for me same in a workspace um just so you aren't constantly facing clutter things that are going to distract you from doing a job well yeah um or (laughs) putting dinner on the table before your kids have a meltdown Mm -hmm. um that's why I think that's why I love those spaces it really challenges my efficiency and structural side Mm -hmm. um, because I get to use my creative side a lot but I don't always get to challenge the other part of my brain sure um so is organizing like the type of thing that like if you walk into like any space just like in your day-to-day life are you just like constantly thinking like oh I really wish they had like moved this over here yes and I was just talking to my current boss right now I was like I think people think that's maybe it is judgment but it's more like what would I do if I was hired to do this space yeah I'm always thinking about that 
just because I like it. Yeah. It's kind of like I'm always playing Tetris with yeah. objects. <laughs> so, yeah, that's funny that you asked that because last week I was like, here I am at the train stop and I'm already looking at like how they've organized <laughs> how they their train organized. schedule and their pamphlets and is it accessible for people? And yeah, sometimes yeah. I got to I mean, learn I how think to it's hard for lots of people to like sort of you know, it's your job. So you do it all the time to set aside. But, you know, we talk to a lot of real estate professionals. And so they walk around and they are, you know, thinking about real estate things as they walk around the street, thinking about new lease options and things. But, you know, once they go inside, they can sort of like, stop thinking about that all the time. But like, once (laughs) you go inside, like, you're like, faced with another mess or something. Yes. So yes. um, I also get ideas. It's not always a, a, oh, wow, they didn't do this right. I'm I'm like, oh, I've never thought of, you know, having my closet like this. And and it it fuels me as much Mm -hmm. as it challenges me. Yeah. Um, And I also saw online that you are into scrapbooking and specifically digital scrapbooking yes and I have lots of questions about that (laughs) mainly just what is that what does that mean what does that mean so I scrapbooked I think until I was 12 that was kind of my outlet Mm -hmm. um and I stopped doing it once I got into theater um and then I had a client maybe two years ago who was like can you organize my photos um and it ended up becoming like a scrapbook project. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that was a passion of mine. Yeah. And I started doing it. And I had uh, one of my mentors was like, you know what, this could be a business. Um, and so digital scrapbooking was born. I mean, I didn't create that. Sure. <laughs> but all that means is instead of using cardstock and stickers from okay. Michaels, I am doing that on Photoshop. Okay. So I had to teach myself that because that was a learning curve Mm -hmm. for sure. But, um, I just liked, I liked that outlet. Um, I liked getting back into it because I also take so many pictures. Um, we all do now Mm -hmm. that we have a camera and a phone and a computer, you know, within arm's reach at all times. (laughs) Um, and so I started creating these photo books and I just called it digital scrapbooking. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I had clients and I started my own business and was working from home with that. Um, and what I found was, oh, I love this and yeah. I still do it. It's still open for business, <laughs> um, but it was me in front of a computer for eight or 10 hours yeah. a day designing. And, and I just realized I'm too restless for this to be mm-hmm. my yeah. life's calling. Yeah, all the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to be on my feet. I love people that I, I I love that interaction. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also why I'm excited to move forward yeah. with Neat Method and, and get to meet clients. Also, you know, be doing and organizing and being on my feet. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk a little bit more about how you are moving forward with Neat Method. So yes. what does that mean for you? Exciting news. Um, January 1st, 2019, I will be the downtown Chicago franchise owner. Great. So I am moving up to manage this market and I'm so looking forward to it yeah is that like um so are there multiple I guess I didn't really are there multiple uh locate or franchises in Chicago I guess um yes there will be so Chicago used to be one large entity Mm -hmm. and um Brooke Neiman who is my boss now and the current franchise owner um has just done a phenomenal job of building this market 
so much so that we now need to section it off um, to maintain um, the growth and to make sure we can meet all of our clients needs yeah Yeah, it's it's exciting and um, I'm looking forward to filling very big shoes (laughs) so how does that change your role is it uh, less like I don't know, you personally organizing? Or are you doing more training? Right. Or are you, yep. how does this change your like day-to-day with the company? So I will still be on projects and mm-hmm. leading those with our current team, um, but I'll also be doing the business side of it okay. and um, meeting clients, you know, answering inquiries that come in, um, marketing, all the entrepreneurial mm-hmm. admin stuff, yeah. um, which I also learned from Storybound mm-hmm. that is part of running a business and I'm really really glad I had that as experience because I think I think from the outside if you're like oh I want to be an entrepreneur you see like all the fun parts of the job and you don't see people yeah, at the Excel realize, spreadsheet like <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night like you know calculating their yeah. profit loss all that stuff yeah. um, you don't see the the kind of everyday that is a must to keep a business going sure but it's not always the most yeah, it's not the most like, glamorous sexy parts yeah, of you're the not job. always like making beautiful kitchen yes <laughs> you know, that is the fun part um, sometimes you have to make a spreadsheet too. yeah yeah it's maintenance but, and yeah. you know that's that's part of the job yeah um so just one thing that i noticed and was really interesting to me when i was um on the neat website was that it looks to be like a team of all women. Is that the case with your company? Is it all? Definitely in Chicago, it's all women. I mean, we'd love to have some males apply. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just going to ask, like, is that just like the nature of the work? I don't know. It's sort of like you see, I feel like you see a lot more uh, women in these like smaller sort of entrepreneurial roles where you're mm-hmm. doing more like working for yourself, um, like with the flexible hours and stuff. I wonder that too. I don't yeah. know if that's like a trend across all of neat or if like, it's <laughs> just, gosh, I would say it's 50, like 50. That, we yeah. have, yeah, we have parents, we have um, women coming back to work mm-hmm. after raising their family. Yeah. We have really ambitious 25 year olds. Yeah. Um, we have 29 year olds who <laughs> are just discovering this entrepreneurial bug um, and want to chase after it. And it seems like yeah, you've it's known a good about variety. the entrepreneurial bug for a little while. It seems yeah. like you've been a, uh, you sort of lean towards those uh, self-starting yes. things with Storybound and with this. Um, have you always sort of been, it's like, I sort of see that in my own life too, where it's like, I just sort of like end up being in control of something because I like can't <laughs> let it go. Can't let really. it go. That resonates yeah. too much, Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I would imagine that just like your like, um, organized nature helps a lot with that as well and you're just like I can organize a spreadsheet I can organize a company or your kitchen yes it's funny your memories (laughs) or my memory yeah um that's true and it's funny how that just continues to grow Mm -hmm. so I didn't see that skill set in myself until I got hired as an organizer I truly never called myself an organized person until I was hired for it and an outside person was affirming that in me Mm -hmm. my mom is amazing and very organized and so it makes sense that after I was reflecting on this like after I got hired you know four years ago for Mm -hmm. my first job with this company 
was like, oh, yeah, I am organized. I have always been organized. My mom always had us place our toys in a certain bin. And it did, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, it's harder to realize neat from, method, yeah. but it was organization. Yeah. You're like, that's just life. Isn't everyone this organized? And then you're yes. like, turns out, no, these people are not that organized. Right. So it's it's a beautiful thing when you can suddenly see, I think, or when I could suddenly, I'll speak for myself, when I could suddenly see in myself skill sets that not only I could offer people that other people don't have, mm-hmm. but I could get paid for yeah. it. And it was hard for me to come to that realization because with theater, you're learning confidence, you're learning public speaking, you're learning um, how to connect with people. And these Mm -hmm. are really, really valuable skills. But I don't think it's advertised in the culture as much as Mm -hmm. as a quote unquote valuable skill or profitable skill set. And um, I've learned the opposite to be true, where people skills have been have helped me so much with interviewing or now with I'll be meeting clients on a daily basis Mm -hmm. um with very different needs and so having to be flexible um with those interactions and to be malleable with personalities you know (laughs) I I just it's been interesting to to kind of put the pieces together and go oh wow all these random jobs I had and all of um the things I learned in theater are now yeah, it oh, those makes things sense. were useful, it, it, and I yeah. can see how they're like applicable in my life. Yeah, yeah. I have um, like a religion degree and an English degree, so I spent a lot really? of time being like, "Oh, they did actually teach me things, even though it doesn't seem necessarily applicable in my yeah. you know, legal career." But, my dad's a minister, so oh, really? I am already <laughs> so fascinated and want to yeah. ask you all the questions. <laughs> Maybe another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, do you have like a like a story about like your the favorite organized you've ever done or the one that's like most challenging or interesting? Most interesting, I can speak to a project I've been on for about a year and a half. Oh wow. Which is unusual. Yeah. Normally it's these so are much a, longer than the like three day timeline right. set out before. Exactly. Uh, this is an elderly couple that um, sadly one of the spouses mm-hmm. um, was moving into hospice. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was hired to handle the paperwork and get a system set up mm-hmm. for incoming medical paperwork oh, okay. that they just hadn't gotten to mm-hmm. or hadn't gotten around to. And to see, I didn't know I'd be there that long. Yeah. I ended up basically becoming their personal assistant for a mm-hmm. little bit. But the to see the transition of this is someone's house but now half of it has become, in a sense, a nursing a nursing yeah. facility. Um, that was really challenging, but also mm-hmm. rewarding to help them through that process because I am a true homebody. Yeah. So I think that would have that it might happen to me when I'm older. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's a hard transition, um, and that was the most interesting one to me because it wasn't necessarily like a beautiful Pinterest sure. typical. <laughs> Um, space to work mm-hmm. on um, because of the nature of the right. circumstance, but it was probably one of the most rewarding to mm-hmm. still make someone's home feel like their their home. Yeah, just like another utility for it. Yeah, that you but don't also make see. it yeah functional right for their needs. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys ever do like setting up for like estate sales or anything like that? We probably have. There, that was another interesting project where, yeah, we were hired 
sadly after uh, a member of the family had died, mm-hmm. we were um, going through literally every single space in the house, mm-hmm. and we would post it. No, you know, here's yeah. what's going to donate. Here's what's being consigned. Here's what's going to this sibling, mm-hmm. um, and so that was interesting, and led me to one of my current reads, um, the Swedish art of death cleaning, the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning. Okay. And it's this idea, it's a really small book. My coworker recommended it, but how much it just like, is this book on how much we all have. Yeah. And then when we die, Mm -hmm. someone's got to take care of it, (laughs) which was a a sobering truth. Um, and, and it just made me think, oh my gosh. So since that project, it actually affected me where I, my husband will tell you I've been on a mission to become more of a minimalist yeah. <laughs> so that I'm not burdening my loved ones with stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought about that because I have a family member who um, her spouse passed away a few years ago and she's been wanting to move to a smaller house, but yes. she has this like massive house full of just like so much stuff oh, and yeah. she doesn't really know really where to start or where to begin so now I'm like okay well you need to look up <laughs> neat method mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure you can hire some organizers and they will help you deal with all of this so. and I mean I just lost my grandmother two years ago mm-hmm. and so to be the one not only walking through grief personally mm-hmm. but then on top of that to go and have to touch all of their yeah. things and be reminded every single time not that everything had an emotional connection with me but you know me touching her coffee table wasn't a breakdown moment yeah. but but that's hard and so that's where I see the value of yeah, our service definitely. of of that's one area we can absolutely lift a burden off of a family or a spouse or yeah. individual who's going through grief yeah. yeah. So if their neat method is a franchise mm-hmm. business, so do you pretty much operate independently? Is there any like, um, do you deal a lot with like the national, is there like a national corporate? corporate? Yeah. That's something that drew me into my upcoming role is that they are so supportive. Oh, really? Uh, uh, I'm talking about the relationship between corporate yeah. and even other cities. Um, all the time. Yeah. We'll get requests from, I don't know, Neat Method, uh, New York. Hey, I'm working on this really big project. Is anyone available? You know, if if it's a, like a whole house or something, it needs to be done in a weekend and they don't have the, the team or support Mm -hmm. to manage that. And so we do work together in that regard. Um, you know, it is, it's sales, but it's not competitive in the sense that we're competing against the other franchises. We're actually, right. I mean, because you're a pretty supportive. locally based yeah. uh, franchise. Yeah. It's not like the New York people are always going to be like right. flying and taking your clients. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, does that answer that question? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Just like sometimes when you hear franchise, like especially with um, these more like entrepreneurial franchises, you can sort of, it's just like they like sort of send you a box and they're like, well, here's our materials, like, you're on your Off own. Off and running. So, yeah, it's good to know that there's, like, a, sort of a support structure there if you Absolutely. Need. Um, They've done a phenomenal job of that, too, just getting a system in place. And it makes sense. I'm like, wait, organizers <laughs> are running yeah, this company. Yeah, they should have a good yeah, system. So, you know, that, that's a perk. Yeah. So that pretty much wraps up everything that um, I wanted to cover. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about today? Mm. I think we got the gist yeah. of it. Yeah. So if they want, if 
people need their spaces organized, where can they find you? Yes, highly recommend the Neat Method website. Okay. And um, all the cities are located on there, but it sounds like this is mostly a Chicago audience. Yeah. So yeah, my my contact information is on there. Of course, there's Neat Method on Instagram, which I plug all the time because I think getting a visual yeah oh um, my gosh is it just like instagram pictures of really cleanly organized spaces yes i'm gonna and have to follow that i drool over almost all of them right <laughs> yeah because they yeah they're like dream spaces yeah yeah right. but it's it's a fun job and i'm delighted to be here and talk talk about it yeah that's great um yeah so thanks again for staying with us this uh really enjoyed our conversation today thanks savannah me too for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago as produced by the SATC Solution Center. As always, feel free to reach out to us on social media with your comments and suggestions. You can email us at solutioncenter at satcltd.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram where our handle is at Bridging Chicago. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Nothing contained in this podcast shall constitute financial, investment, legal, and or professional advice. No professional relationship of any kind is created between you and the podcast host or guests. You are urged to speak with your financial, investment, or legal advisors before making any investment or legal decisions. Furthermore, the opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of the SATC Solutions Center, Shank Annis Tepper Campbell, or any of its employees. This podcast is created by the host and guests' individual capacities. All opinions on this podcast are or have been rendered based on specific facts under certain conditions and are subject to certain assumptions and may not and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including but not limited to, for use in or in connection with any investment purposes or legal proceeding.